Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. This episode, it's the FA Cup third round review as Chelsea beat Chesterfield 5-1 to seal a place in the fourth round. Now here are your hosts all the way from the UK, Mikey Burf and Chris. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod, the greatest cup competition in the world, enter the third round this weekend. I'm joined by Berth. Uh how are you doing tonight? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Bit annoyed that it's Monday. These weekends seem to go really, really quickly, far too quick for my liking. But it was a good weekend of FA Cup football, I must admit. How are you doing, my mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, I thought you were going to say you were annoyed that it's just two people, one person's disappeared. Which well, is... you know, these big egos, you've got. To... <laughs> oh man, I've I've probably scared him away with uh, my little silly opinions that I drop now and then. I, we're all guilty of them, me especially. But the key yeah, is just do not listen to me. That's the key. <laughs> I don't listen to myself. Oh dear. Oh well. What I can talk about is that Chelsea have been in four of the last five FA Cup finals, only winning one. One. Ah, oh, surely this is the year that changes. Um, we took our National League tabletop as Chesterfield. It ended in a five-one victory. It sends us into round four. We're going to be playing Plymouth. We'll talk on that in a bit. I had. Uh, a sentence wrote out to ask Chris because uh, he wasn't hundred percent happy with that second half performance, but I I thought it was reasonable. I think we just took the foot off the pedal because it was a game in the bag. But what well, what did you make of it in general, really, Berth? I mean, just going back to Chris, I think the problem with Chris is he's just he's a perfectionist, isn't he? You know what he's <laughs> like. He just he just wants perfection. I've played football under Chris before. He's my football manager, and he just just wants perfection. But I, I think he was happy. I think he was happy we got through. But I can see why he was a bit annoyed. Um, but yeah, I think um, it was a, it was an okay performance. It was never ever going to be. We was always going to win four or five nil or five one, whatever. Um, the team we put out, especially, it's a very strong squad that we put out. Um, fair play to Chesterfield. That Chesterfield crowd were brilliant, and the massive, massive respect for them, um, especially when they scored the goal. I mean. They celebrated it as if it was like a last-minute win. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I noticed that. I, 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 I guess I was a bit grumpy because I saw it and was like, "Yeah, I get it. You still, yeah, you still got destroyed, but it may. I get it, but I'd also be like, yay. And I, I think what Chris is annoyed at as well, and I think I was to a certain extent. It's annoying that like, we conceded because um, we shouldn't be really. We shouldn't be. I think we just. I think with most big teams against these conference teams or League Two, League One teams, we just. Um, we go two, three, up. We take our foot off the gas. We try these Hollywood passes. Um, we have far too casual on the ball. You know, it's it's hard to keep up in that big intensity. Like, like we played against Liverpool, it's hard to keep that intensity for a game against Chesterfield. And that's no offense to Chesterfield, um, but but it's just true. You cannot keep that same focus, that same concentration when we're just a class above. Um, I mean, four leagues above, whatever it is. So you, you can see why it wasn't. A quality performance, but it was a professional performance. I think there's a few standouts. Lewis Hall, especially, was was brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, well, wow, for all the wrong reasons, I think. Gotta say, Lewis Hall showed why to me he'll be in the Ballon d'Or nominations in five years. Uh, Hyperbole oh, or facts, not it, sure. Um, I wrote it as a joke, but he was just sublime, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really. Um, 
I think the good thing about all the young players that come into our squad and, and play for us, and we saw it against Brentford a couple of, well, last month, um, they just look so comfortable around all these big players. They look as if they belong. Um, and I haven't seen much of Lewis Hall before the game at the weekend, but he just looked like he'd been playing for years and years. And, and that's the biggest compliment I can give him. He weren't scared. He wanted the ball and got an assist. Um, and, and these young players, they just they just always play without fear. Uh, and, and that is something that's really, really exciting to see. Mm. Oh, 100%. I mean, right, we, we barely looked to get out of second gear the entire match, uh, especially after getting ahead so early. And I think hindsight, that's the entire point of this game. It's to comfortably get through, you know, avoid injuries, avoid having our players get even more exhausted because of the, the fixture pile-up. And, yeah, I'm going to get too excited and go, yes, 5-1, we're, we're back. You know, we're going to be dominating. It's Chesterfield, their National League side, which you could argue that National League has almost become League 3 because the wages and everything else there. You know, you've got Wrexham's owners. Um, Salford obviously recently got promoted from there who had a lot of money and backing. And there's many teams in that division as well that have got some big, big financial backing. And you know what? It's, it's a very, very good quality. It's a very good level. I went... Um, let's watch Grimsby. They played uh, our local team on your local mm. team in the FA Cup qualifying round, and Grimsby were a fantastic side to watch. They were all really physical. They were all really, like, they looked just fit. They were like running non-stop for, for ninety minutes. They passed the ball really well. They was all really quick. The very, very good level of players in, in the conference. So you can never take them lightly. And, no, know, some of the, no, for sure. There, um, I mean, the thing... alone, like, yeah, yeah, ex- well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we went 3-0 up within 20 minutes, so I could, I get the foot off the guard. I mean, Christensen makes it four just before half-time, and you just think, yeah, we're going to start to to back off now because it, it just makes sense. Because, um, I mean, look at it. We've got in the next week and a half, we'll play Spurs twice, as well as Brighton and Man City away. Now, we need to be rested. We need to be ready. I mean, let's not count our chickens and think that the second leg against Spurs is going to be a walkover on Wednesday. Might not be. You never know. You never know. But we've got to look at what we, our targets are. And our targets, obviously, top four was a title challenge. Yeah, it still could be, but it's probably unlikely. Yeah. So, overall, I'm happy with the performance. I'm happy with where we got. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a check mark in the box, you know, to get on with it. You know, it's 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 a bit harsh, I saw on social, that some people were calling out Kai Ferner, Pulisic, you know, Saying that, though, all should regularly feature in Champions League or Premier League matches <laughs> if he can put them showings in. But that's the thing. People are hoping up all with, with good reason. But they're saying he should be starting week in, week out. And then he's that got to remember the quality and level of opposition we just played. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously I see some people saying that oh, he should be our backup, left back or left wing back for Alonso while Chilwell's out when it's like. But at 17-18, it's a big ask. There's a difference between playing Chesterfield um, or Liverpool. You know, I mean, that's no offence to Chesterfield again. Um, no, it's and not. Liverpool's going to be a fantastic player. He's already shown how good he can be. But you need to ease him in. You can't just throw him in and say, right, if Alonso gets injured, you're now a starting left-back. You can't. That's not how it works. You can't just do that. I, I think people, people forget what happened in the League Cup in the third round. Uh Funnily enough, you've mentioned them, but Grimsby, we won 7-1 and everyone was getting so excited. Um, yeah. It, it, remember the quality of opposition. Yeah. That's what, you have to. You really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, saying that, oh man, I hate to say this, but Ross Barkley, oh, oh, he was so woeful. I mean, damn it. I, 
I wanted Mr. Never Skip Leg Day to, to impress, and he just did the total opposite. Just I mean, how many more chances can we give Ross Barkley? You know what I mean? The thing is, I mean, there's talk that Leeds might pick him up on loan. Uh, okay, fair enough. That might be good for him, but I don't know what they see that maybe we're just obviously casual fans almost, but the average fan sees because I don't see what how they're going to help. How is he going to help this Leeds United side get up the table, get out of that relegation scrap that they're potentially in? I, I don't know. Ross Barkley is such a strange player because if you used to build a football player with all the attributes, you'd probably build someone that looks and played like Ross Barkley, wouldn't you really? Mm. But his decision-making, concentration, his focus, his end product just lets him down all the time. Saw it at Villa, saw it at Everton. You know, two, three games where he's really good. Um, and then his form would just completely jump off a cliff and it, it'd go missing then. And you think maybe, okay, maybe it didn't work out Everton because it was the manager or just the players, uh, just different sort of style that he didn't get on with them. Okay, moves to Villa, starts off well again, and then his form goes again. And you think, okay, well, what, what's going on here? Same thing happened at Chelsea, played under Sarri for a bit, played really well, and just again, form goes. And you just think, Ross Barkley's not a young player anymore. Ross Barkley is an experienced player. We've still got a lot. He's got a lot to offer some teams, but it's just not Chelsea. He's not a Chelsea player. I, I um, mean, I remember from around when he got into that first team, in about, I think when he was consistently playing Premier League football for Everton, it was about 2013-14 season. Yeah. And in, he had like, after that, it looked like a play, he looked like a player that, for me, I understood the hype. I understood why he was, you know, the poster boy for the, the England squad. He was going to be the next yeah. whatever name insert here. He thought he was Rooney, weren't he? He was like the second coming, coming of Rooney. I, I even thought myself, yeah. I want him and John Stones in our team. But they're yeah. so inconsistent. That's the, I mean, even John Stones, he, he's a good player. Everyone can laugh, but he's a good player. We sh- saw that last season, but he's so inconsistently good. That's the problem. I, I, think, yeah. I think with John Stones, he, he's a quality player. I think he's just a lot more consistent than Russ Barkley. I don't think you'll find many Yeah, more. yeah. Yeah, inconsistent players than Ross Barkley, and it's a shame, really, because like I said, he's got all the attributes, but he just cannot go it on a consistent basis. I mean, is Ross's problem the th- his, his thought process? I mean, is that why he's never lived up to that potential? Because you know, in eighteen in eighteen nineteen, not the year, the season, you know, we, I don't think he's developed much since then. I mean, he's he's good with his feet. I mean, he can hit an absolute outstanding pass or a shot occasionally, but. He seems to make the wrong decisions and he just takes too long to make good ones. And that's, that's got to be on the player. You know, you could also argue that it's on the Everton youth system because, you know, if he'd come up through Cobham, maybe he'd be quicker and have other obviously improved attributes to his game. I mean, that's that's a conversation for another day. But is, is, is it his thought process that have just completely hindered him with his potential? Um. I think it's one of the reasons, definitely. I mean, I've, I've gone on numerous times on this podcast and said it's his decision-making that always lets him down. So he takes far too long to, to figure out what he's doing with the ball. And I think sometimes he just has no clue what to do. Um, and in the Premier League, you, you just you have to make up your mind very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think injuries have helped to me. I think he's been a bit, a bit unlucky in that sense. I, I know he had a bad injury at Everton, um, which probably didn't help when he was young. But the problem with being a bad decision-maker or Holding on to the ball for far too long, it's very hard to coach that out of you. 
you'll always have that sort of you can't coach someone's brain if that makes sense you can't coach their mentality and their mm. their sort of thought process so you can't you couldn't tell me uh, if i was like, very lazy it's very hard to tell me you need to be active you see, you see what the point i'm trying to make here yeah i, I mean i mean he's, he's, is he 28 now yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think he's about twenty-eight. It's that's where you peak, you, you peak years, and for so, he's not kicked get... on. Like you said, he's not kicked on as he, he just hasn't kicked on. No, I mean the problem is, I you said Rooney. I do remember him having comparisons to Gascoigne and as well a former Chelsea player, Michael Ballack. He's mm. he's not even got even close to any of those three, and that's and it's such a shame. A that's the problem. I'm not here go, beating him with a stick. I really, really liked Ross Barkley and the potential. I thought this guy, he, he could be something. We signed him and it just has not worked out and it's such a shame. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Totally agree. Because for 15 million, you thought that's a really good buy. Oh, that, that sounds like nearly enough 16 million and uh, when we talk Everton, I'm, I'm not happy about that. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a potential transfer. It looks like it's not going to happen. Well, it's not happening. Um, yeah, everyone can laugh at me, but if I'm proven wrong, Ooh, proven right, even. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, obviously, in the next round, we've got we've got Plymouth. We've got a home draw. I completely missed the FA Cup fourth round draw. Didn't even know it was happening before the Arsenal game. I thought it was going to be uh, a bit later, but um, oh well. Uh, what are you think? League one side. Who have Arsenal got in the next round of the FA Cup? They've got the TV remote watching it from their sofas. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, dear. No, no, I mean, the last team to knock them out in the third round of the FA Cup was uh, Nottingham Forest. So there's history there. <laughs> that wasn't too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, either. Um, oh, 2019, I think I heard someone on the news say. I'm going to say that. Why not? Yeah, that sounds about right. What do you think, Plymouth? Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a more difficult game than the Chesterfield you'd have thought. Um, they're doing all right in the lane league one. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they're doing all right in League One. Um, I actually, my um, one of my best friends, uh, Dad is the manager at Plymouth now, Keith Downing. That, oh. That'd be an interesting one. That's a nice little fact for you. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to go to that game if I'm going to play my cards right. But uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough game. FA Cup, they'll be well up for it. That's, they've got a good following, Plymouth. And they've got some good players as well, all very physical. Um, but home games, Stamford Bridge, you do think you'll have more than enough to, uh, to beat them, you'd have thought. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they managed. They were managed by Ryan Lowe before he moved to Preston recently. I mean, I kept thinking it was Rob Lowe, and that's an actor. It's not the same guy. Uh, I mean, you'd expect you'd expect a victory. I mean, 2018, by the way, Nottingham Forest knocked um, Arsenal out of the FA Cup in the third round. So, I'd love us to win it, but we've been to the final so many times recently, and to pick it up once, it does hurt a bit. I don't care when some fans go. It's just yeah. it doesn't matter. It's a it's a it's a tin pot trophy. It, it's historically it's a very Chelsea trophy. I mean, yeah, Man United and Arsenal have a history with it as well. Liverpool as well. But recent new Wembley history, it's a very Chelsea thing. And we obviously spoke about the 50 year anniversary when it was 1970 FA Cup final against Leeds. It's a trophy that we do cherish. And we lost to Leicester, lost to Arsenal. Yeah, you got to think. Come on, it's the look yeah, of the draw though. Yeah, it is a little draw, but I think it almost seems as if whenever he gets to Wembley now, it's sort of got a mental block. Mm. Um, I'm not saying we're going to get to Wembley in this FA Cup um, run, but we do need to be 
you, you do need to sort of break this sort of chain of losing at Wembley. It's been a while since we won there. Um, and I just always think with the FA Cup, for me, I've always got a special thing with the FA Cup because I, I first started supporting Chelsea. The first thing I saw and remember was, was them winning the FA Cup in 97. That's one of the reasons why I support them. Yeah. Um, but for me, the FA Cup is, is very, very special. These people that say, oh, it's not special anymore. And you can see their argument, but for me, I'll always have a special place to the FA Cup. So I'd love us to win it. Love yeah, to win I, it. I mean, the last one was when we beat Man United. And yeah. that's what's frustrating because we took on Arsenal two years ago. We should have won that. Should have won that. And then yeah. we took on Leicester, and that was so. That was there. That was our game, and we again, it just didn't turn out to be. And obviously, yeah. quite a fair bit ago, we lost to um, Arsenal. But we don't talk about that because Anthony Taylor managed that, and no one wants to mention that. It's just such a shame. But we'll, we'll hopefully, hopefully, we'll. Uh, We'll get somewhere and hopefully we'll get to i mean after the fourth round you got the fifth quarterfinal semis you have to see who knows um obviously we've got a semi-final to deal with later this week we'll be breaking that down on friday so with that we've come to the end of another episode of at the bridge pod as always you can find us on twitter and instagram if you do not already follow us just search at the bridge pod we're going to be back for that weekly catch-up with all of you on friday evening so till then that is us signing off